Good afternoon, Bird Nation. It's your boy KDJ. And Stavros. And welcome to another episode of The Burn. You. Episode 4, Hangry. What's today's episode about, Steve? Good question, KDJ. This episode, we're talking about all things food, beer, and wine, because it's actually currently the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. That's right, Steve. Uh, 27 years, I believe, it's been running for since 1993. Can you believe that, mate? Wow. Yeah. So this year's installment is running, well, started on the 8th of March, which was a few, about a week and a half ago. Yep. Um, and then finishes next Sunday. So there's plenty, plenty of stuff happening, and we thought, uh, yeah, what better way to start start a new uh, episode, mate? Well, we love food, Kev. So that's um, that's always a big, big talking point for us. And and looking around the food and wine festival, obviously, what we're going to be talking about today is also you know what's the best hangover food, um, what festivals are on offer today, but also the um, the food trucks. And, and you know, many more. Yeah, beautiful, mate. So yeah, like right. we're, in a, we're in a beautiful spot here. We're down in beautiful Sorrento, down here in the Mornington Peninsula. Um, not just because there's beautiful food, right. wine, and produce, right. yeah. um, and beautiful weather happening, but it's also Stavros's birthday. Woo! Woo! Happy birthday, mate. Thank you, mate. Yeah. So, you're uh, older, you're wiser. Yeah, well, so they say. Yeah. Uh, so this weekend's been awesome, mate. We've had a blast. Uh, with beautiful weather, uh, speaking of weather, we're a little bit under the weather. We've had a few uh, vodka lime sodas and Coronas, yeah, a few too dust. many last night. A bit, bit dusty, dusty yeah. yeah. Um, so that begs the question, Steve. Stavros? Yes? What is your go-to hangover food, mate? I was, funny enough, to, you know, I was just talking about it earlier, um, but I have to say that my hangover meal has to be yum cha. Yeah, totally. I love the greasiness. I love the options and the spread that I have. Um, you can't go wrong with like a nice dumpling setup, or with my go-to like the chicken feet. Mm. Um, I know you don't really like when we go to the Unchar and eat that, but I'm slowly getting you into it. Yeah, I'm Asian background. You'd think I'd eat that shit up, and I, and I'm no, I can't do it. It's something about seeing a physical foot and the and the claws and the nails, and I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah, but you, you, you set yourself, you go past that, and you like the, the flavor though. It's just oh, yeah, sensational. It's, it's delicious. It is delicious. And I've started to get back into it. Started trying other other stuff that I used to eat when I was younger, and then I found out what it actually was. And, and you're like, nah. Nah, no way. <laughs> uh, but I totally agree, Steve. Like, so yum cha um, is yum cha, uh, yep. for me. Uh, just, that's just one. Because, yep. yeah, like you said, you do get that spread of like, you're steamed, you're baked, you're fried, fried. Mm-hmm. and it's like delicious. Uh, but for me as well, mate, I love, love, love having like anything fried, like chips and gravy, uh, throwing a bit of cheese in there, like the old poutine. Um, yeah. Otherwise, like your dirty bird, your KFC, but you even take, you take away. No, but like I try and stick away from it. I'm trying to still keep to the diet and still keep to eating well. I'd rather because make... I was going to ask that because our last episode was obviously about being healthy and eating, and obviously when you're hungover though, do you consider them your cheat days? No, it's all about the five P's, mate. Um, preparation prevents piss. Poor performance. So as long as you prepare, preparation for prevents piss poor, poor performance. performance. Okay. My, one of my old bosses uh, like taught me that. Uh, shout out to Sam. So thank you for that. Um, no, even with when you go out, you got to prepare for it beforehand. Like you got to like 
have like a decent meal so like yep. like your stomach's full um, have a few waters in between yep. like drink responsibly ladies and gentlemen and like if you're feeling a bit rubbish at, at the end of the night or when you wake up a couple of Panadol a couple of Hydrolyte and um, that's now these days whereas in the past I'd be like yeah no, I'll go for that chips and gravy or, or the fried or the savlaki after, afterwards yeah um don't get me wrong, like that's happened a couple of times in the last last year. <laughs> um, but you there, there will be some times where you do fall off, but it's about like sticking to your guns and um, eating good food, Steve. So yeah. what is everyone's day? Probably a good good time. You could always get in touch with us via the um, via the link or or even on our, on, our, on Instagram at so, the burn.au yeah. and even on Facebook. But um, yeah, the hangover food is. It's always a trick on because I think majority of people do go with the goat, you know, they're the greasy you know, yeah. takeaway food. Um, I, I'd like to know if you know if there's something else out there that people, you know, people do, do it. Yeah, something right. different. Yeah, definitely. Or um, well, I love like, just having like a, a Gatorade or a Powerade as well, like oh, the next food. morning. Yeah. Um, I think I had, I had about two today. Yeah, um, mate. Yes. <laughs> nah, it's all good. And, and this morning we we went down to the bakery, which is beautiful, beautiful yeah. uh, baked in Sorrento. It was weird though because I actually had like what the, the the rice noodles. Yeah, you had a you had a Vietnamese rice noodle salad, which is quite refreshing. Yeah, and then everyone else we had a, we had a pie. Yeah. Um, did you have the beef burgundy? No, no, I had the beef and pepper pie. Oh yeah. Um, it's a nice little kick at the end of it, which was delicious. Yeah. Um, so that was good. Awesome. Now, I've actually got a question about pies for you. Like, Talk to me. Do you put tomato sauce over the whole top or do you take a bite and then squirt your tomato sauce per every bite? <laughs> you bastard, that's a good question. What I do is that I actually cut the pie on yeah. the top and then put the tomato sauce in. Okay. And then I put the, and then I put the, the um, top back on. So, yeah. Interesting. That's how Interesting. I do it. So if I'm, cut, if I'm having my pie... Which means if I'm sitting down, if I'm on the if I'm on the road, yeah. If I'm sitting down, I'll actually cut the top. Of well, I say you're at the footy. How would you how would you eat your pie? Um, at the footy, uh, yeah, I'd bite I'd bite into it and put it inside. Yeah, I'm not really a huge fan of doing it over the top. Because um, like a sausage roll, yes. Yeah, but I just think with the pie because it's so hot, and you know it's got like a lot of sort of yeah. The gravy can gravy. like really burn you. Exactly, you want to you, you know. Because we, we, got, we got friends that will literally take the top off, eat the top first, and get a spoon and eat the contents, like the meat and the gravy yeah. first. And no, that's not how you're supposed to. No, I it, that... it's, it's meant to be a traveller sort of style thing. Like yeah. Ease of use and ease to eat. Uh, but anyway, each their own, mate. Yeah. Each their own. <laughs> What's your go-to pie, though? Oh, definitely... Well, it has to be a four and twenty pie. Um, either so it's meat. No, I didn't. Yeah, either either beef and pepper or steak and pepper. Or uh, if I'm at the footy, uh, I'd usually go for the Angus beef pie. Yes. Um, pay that little bit of ex- little bit extra for. But it's worth it though. It's definitely worth it. Mm. You pay for that quality, but it's the chunky meat that's in there. It's like, definitely, oh, definitely, mate. It. But yeah, you need to like because with pies, it's really like it's a it's a hit, hit and miss. Like you could literally bite into a pie and then you just you can't eat for the rest of the day. 
or you Ooh. have the right temperature as well. So what? how do you sort of monitor? I think the, uh, the perfect pie has to have a nice flaky puff pastry lid. Yep. A nice crumbly like base. Yep. Or, um, and then the gravy can't be too thick, can't be too runny. No, because you don't want a runny pie. Nah. No. Nah. No, because then if it's too runny, it's going to make your base soggy. Yeah, and like you need the meat if it's like chunks, they fall apart. If it's mince, like like not too small, like fine mince, mm-hmm. but like still a little bit of texture, so to speak. Yep. Um, well, that's that's how I view as like my ideal pie. Like, what about your stuff, mate? Like, no, I you, what you've said is pretty much spot on. I think if anything. Yeah, it just can't be runny. Yeah. That has to be so quite thick. Um, as in, like, yeah, the, and you just need something that's not going to burn your lights, you know, yeah. in your mouth. Well, what's your favourite pie, mate? Like, My favourite pie, uh, I'd have to say, is, yeah, beef, steak and mushroom. Nice one. Yeah, beef and mushroom. Well, something different. Very different, mate, but... Yeah. But big... also like my, I also like my spinach and um, ricotta. Now, is that a great thing? That's like great with thing, yeah. a spider copper color? Yeah. yeah, I love that. Well, that is actually my go to. Like when I was in Greece, that was my go to get up if I wanted something greasy. Get up and I wanted to eat that. That was the uh, that was the number one. Yeah. Well, is that one of your favorite foods or what is your favorite food, mate? Oh, my favorite. You know what my favorite food is. But <laughs> I, love, I, love, I, love, I love my Greek and my Italian yeah. dishes. Yeah, definitely. So Mediterranean. Uh, but why? Because I was obviously brought up in a household. Yep. Greek Italian and just the selection of food that we have is just sensational. But if I had to not be, I suppose, biased about you know them, I'd say what my favorite all time cuisine is. Um, like I love Japanese, definitely, mate. Yep, definitely. The ramens. Yep, it's such a versatile cuisine. Like, it is, and yeah, you've got a mixture of everything, and it's just oh. There's something about like you know, this like a lovely fresh like uh, you know, sashimi dish yeah. just coming like right to your table. You're like, oh, this is, this is delicious. Well, that's I think that's where the Japanese have always been really good is that they value quality produce and quality ingredients and not to do too much with it. Mm. Keep it simple, and that's where they've gone so well, and that's where their their food is so delicious really yep. so um but yeah, what's yours Kev? yeah for me um, like yourself mm. mate nothing beats a home cooked meal um like my grandmother's uh pork stew is probably my all time favourite dish yum um I haven't tried that yet no it's um well, it, it's not for the faint of heart mate it uses every part of the pig that's right um including the blood um, so it is a like a blood stew. So similar to uh, like your um, blood sausage, like blood pudding. Yep. Um, but in a stew sort of form. So um, that's my all-time favorite. Uh, favorite cuisine, I'd probably be similar to yourself, mate. Probably Japanese or Korean. Mm-hmm. Love Korean fried chicken at the moment. Japanese, like anything, mate. Like, like yourself, like ramen. Is there anything um, happening right now with... The food and wine. There'll be a few sort of. Was it, you know what's on today? What's that, mate? The dumpling festival in the city. That's not a bad idea, mate. Like it's 
beautiful day for it. Um, and we're actually looking for an excuse to catch up with a few other friends down in Melbourne. Mm. Um, so we might see what's happening after this podcast, mate. Love it, mate. Love it, love it. <laughs> well, we're in the beautiful Morning Peninsula yeah. at the moment, mate. So we've got to like talk about what's happening. Talk about yeah. what? Yeah. yeah, there's beautiful wineries down here, mate. And like one of my all-time favourite ones um, has to be Port Phillip Estate. Yep. Um, and. I love the guys down there because I'm I'm good friend I'm a little bit biased I'm good friends with um, Michael one of the sous chefs mm-hmm. um, and I've gotten to know a few of the guys that work down there um, but beautiful wine and beautiful I, I think it's the scenery as well like where you go to like whether it's a restaurant well that's what the wineries in yeah. the peninsula are starting to obviously capitalise on it's yeah. that you know they've got such a beautiful location um, and they you know back in the day you'd go to a cellar door. And you just, you know, buy the, you know, sit there, chat to, to the winemaker, have a glass of, have a couple of glasses of red and go. Now it's like they have this dining experience. Definitely. And that's like a huge, like rare hair, um, jackalope wineries, wines. Yeah. They've got a magnificent restaurant there mm. with a, like a beautiful selection of like contemporary sort of Australian dishes. Yeah. And you sit down, obviously you're drinking the red wine they have or the white wine they have on offer. Yeah. And you sort of enjoy it, so that's my sort of fav- my favorite one. And I, because I've been to Philip, Port Phillip yet, yeah, which I'd like to go to. Well, we might we might pop in and have a few wines on the way back. Um, Love to, it sounds to good. Melbourne, which would be good. Um, but there's well, there's heaps around here. There you've obviously got yeah. Red Red Hill Estate, you've yes. got Crittenden, Paul Perro, mm-hmm. uh, which last Master Chef was um, last or second last Master Chef series was filmed at. Oh, for right. an episode. <clears throat> I didn't know that. Um, yeah, and even even breweries are popping up down here as well. Like obviously, you got Red the Red Hill Brewery as well. Yep. You got Mornington. Um, there's that many things popping up around here. It's definitely a destination area. Uh, St Andrews Brewery, of course, we can't forget that. No, we, 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 were, we were there yesterday. Exactly. <laughs> um, and surprisingly, like the the beers and not surprisingly, so the beers and the vibe there was. Just, it was cool. It was really cool, yeah. And it was a, it was actually a former stable, and mm. they kept the facade of it, and it looks really cool. Yep. Um, so yeah, but and, not just here though, because the potential we've got, and there's oh, Point Leo Estate, yes, as well. Yep. Sorry, beg your pardon. Uh, can't miss out. That's obviously one of the newer ones. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry, mate. What were you saying? I'm just saying, like, like with the potential we've got, just a, like, such a race selection, but then the whole Victoria what we have to offer definitely mate Yarra Valley as well mm. like, um, obviously you got Debordly, Debordly Debordly wines, you got yeah. Chandon one of the biggest wineries in the world yeah um, at our doorstep yeah it's just it like it's it's actually beautiful like it's oh. their, their cellar door is amazing and uh, it's one of my mum's favourite all time wines same yeah mum mum yeah. loves Chandon Yep, yeah. the sparkling. Yeah, yep. That's like her go to. She won't so, drink anything um, else. It's weird. Sh- Shandon, if you're listening to this, please give us a, a few cases. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, we'll be um, like, we'll be ever, forever grateful. Um, but yeah, mate, it, there's that many things popping up. Uh, it's like we said, food, beer, wine, it's very much so a destination thing these days. Yep. Like you go to the area, whether it's the Yarra Valley, the Morning, Mornington. Um, even to the city to an extent now. Yeah, with all the um, with all the craft breweries that are in there too. Yeah, um, like we've got well like just down the road at our doorstep. Uh, Kev, we've got Moon Dog. Yep, Mountain Goat. Mountain Goat. Yep, 
What else? It's two birds in Spotswood. Yep. Stopping um, ground in Stopping ground in Collingwood. Yep. And then, course, then there's also these other micro ones, which I didn't like. I I'm just hearing that are popping up now up north, like northern suburbs. Yeah. So around Preston and and you know yep. North and Thornbury. Definitely, definitely. Uh, there's some big ones there, which I sort of need to sort of look into. Um, and probably yeah, mate. Even even do down south, do. like you got Kaiju. Uh, I think the guys are quite yeah, deep. Yeah, Kaiju that um, like the, the it's not sweet, but it's like a set. They, they also have a sour beer. Uh, they do a lot of IPAs. I haven't seen the sour beers. If they are doing one, yeah, I, I could be wrong. The name but they they've got a beer called the Kaiju Crush, which I might I think that's the one that you might be thinking about. That's what about. I'm thinking of. Yeah, uh, yeah. which has hints of pineapple. Yes. Um, similar Kaiju to Crush. the shape, the Steve's haircut at the moment. <laughs> uh, we'll be posting pics on uh, the Instagram at theburn.au. Last the Hakins right here. <laughs> um. It's written rated three and a half stars. Kaiju Crush yeah. out of five. Out of five, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it. Four point seven percent brewed. There we go. Pale, golden in color, slight haze, rich in fruity pineapple aroma and flavor. There you go. Yummy. There you go, mate. Um, but like we said, mate, there's plenty of stuff popping up, and even even food truck festivals and like food festivals in general. Like, yeah. Obviously, you have. Um, your main ones like so your food by the uh, Melbourne Street Eats guys that pop up uh, all over the place uh, great bunch of blokes um, and then obviously you got Good Beer Week and then on the back of that great the Great Australian Beer Spectacular yep um, and then oh your main ones obviously Queen Vic Nine Market oh, um, your Night Noodle Market as well there's so much happening in Melbourne. There, right? we've got just we are just we are so lucky in Melbourne. We have got one of the best food, wine, and beer, just food in general culture in the mm. world. And that's because of our sort of the fact that we've had, I think, been a multicultural society in Melbourne and having different, um, you know, Chinese, Japanese, Greeks, Australians, Filipinos, like everyone, this whole right yeah, a mix coming together and just creating. Yeah, and bringing their sort of, you know, their, their specialty dishes. Definitely, mate, definitely. And it's like you said, like, a lot of the places, like, the, are doing modern Australian take influences, like, from, like, Greek, Italian, Asian, Spanish, like, and use it to make that produce. Mm. Like, it's not necessarily all Mediterranean flavours. They might no. be doing one dish that has, like... A Mediterranean influence and the next dish would have like a Chinese sort of style influence um, like um, like jackalope or uh, rare hair um, yeah what did I eat at jackalope two years ago bloody hell was weird no the rare hair um, not the same place had the um, jackalope's the hotel and the wines yeah. and then rare hair's the restaurant, restaurant. Yeah. I had um, bone marrow Yes. Which is very, like, it's a very... That's right. We Italian. were talking about this the other day. Yeah. Because we have eight El Sabuco. Yeah. Um, like, El Sabuco is basically... The shin of the... The shin of the, the, of, the cow. Of, of the cow. And you, and you sort of... Um, yeah, the way mum cooks it is, obviously, you sort of leave in the pot to... to um, what's that? Boil. The stew. Yeah. The stew, like a stew. And you got your tomato sauce, and then you just let it set. But right in the middle, obviously, the, you know, the bone marrow that you eat. Now, I ordered it thinking, sweet... Like, you know, I'm going to get some meat on this. 
and didn't realise obviously when he came it was out. Pure bone marrow. <laughs> it was pure bone marrow, and everyone's everyone's sitting there at the table. It's like like fifteen of us for my birthday, sitting at the table, just going, "Well, what the hell is this?" Yeah, and I was the only one actually ended up eating most of it because everyone, everyone yeah. wasn't really keen. Well, it's it's still not an like a lot of people in the fitness industry like know the the benefits of bone marrow, and what, like, which is what though. It's it's really good for your skin, like. Yeah. The, um, it's like it's like the collagen. Isn't yeah, it? definitely. Yeah. Um, really good health benefits and um, like the stocks and soups and uh, particularly chicken soup. That's where all the nutrients come from. Yep. Is that bone marrow? So like chicken noodle soup, absolute it, classic. Because like. they're saying that like um, they sell it at like you buy bone broth now. Yeah. Um, at a lot, a lot of health and nutrition. Yeah, stores. definitely. Um, and I actually bought it because I used to just drink it, drink it in tea. Yeah. I'll make a tea out of it, so, you know, I can pop it in, sit there in the market, you know, enjoy it in the morning or, or the afternoon. Well, the, the British have been doing it for years. They've been drinking Bonox. Or what is it? Bonox? Yeah. Yeah, Bonox, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and. Say that bad teeth. <laughs> <laughs> no. Shout out to our British mates. Like, how you doing? <laughs> um, but it's, there's, there's that much stuff that's going on that we've seen weird years and years ago that it's very much so in like um secondary tertiary cuts of meat are very much so popular now these days Mm -hmm. and even like when we went out or went to your folks place for your birthday dinner i think yourself and i were the only two that ate the bone marrow yeah and everyone else was like oh no that's that's the best part for the dog we're like why is the dog the lucky one? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, nah, bloody Milo. Uh, he's, a, he's a little cutie, little Milo. Yeah, so. Maltese poodle. But uh, look, shout out to Milo the Moodle yeah. uh, on Instagram. <laughs> um, sorry, mate, we'll, we'll butt it in there. What were you saying? No, that's right. Well, just with the whole food and wine, obviously, you've got the festivals that are popping up with the, with the food trucks, right? Yeah, mate. Um, and that's kind of like our burning, that's on the burning agenda for today. Yeah. Well, the burning question is around food trucks. And whether they actually, you know, what is it? Wait, they work? Like, is it something that, is that kind of scene? You've got, you've got in Thornbury, um, the Thornbury. Welcome to Thornbury, yep. Welcome to Thornbury, which has actually probably been the most profitable and popular one yep. in Melbourne. Um, we had like ones in Richmond pop up for a bit, have them down, down at the beach as well. Um, like, has that sort of scene working or... Well, the food truck scene really started over in America, yep. right? Yeah. So, kind of came about because a lot of, I believe, as New Yorkers were on the move a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, started with the hot dog carts, the pretzel carts, uh, and then really evolved into like the taco stands or the taco trucks, which is which is more that was more sort of like California. Yeah, it, it, it moved across the country and. People being on the move, they wanted to have access on the street, like whilst they were going from destination to destination. Yeah. And we're we're not as lucky here is that it's not as easy to operate just on the street. Like there's plenty of permits that you need to get from the from the state government yep. here in Victoria, the, councils. the local councils, um, and obviously your food handlings and your licenses mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Uh, so it's a lot. It's a lot harder, and that's why the food truck festivals um, and places like Welcome to Thornbury have worked so well. Is that they give them that place, that destination to operate, and um, 
it's obviously worked in that sense, but like I think in the sense of like a pure food truck where they're constantly on the move every day and in a different location, like in the US, like I don't think it's going to necessarily work here. Why? In is, why? Why would? Why would you say that? Well, there's a lot of hoops to jump through here. I, I think we're. Mo- I think we will move towards that eventually, um, but. Um, do you think population has something to do with it though? Um, we don't have enough people. No, I think eat. I think that's a part of it. You mentioned as well. New York City, that you know, population there compared to Melbourne. Yeah, oh, well, I definitely think it's a part of it. You know, but we have that many go-to des- like restaurants as well, and that many different options as well. I think getting that market share as a food truck versus a restaurant. Yep. It's very tough for them because like restaurants are set up like they're there they've got the foundation in the ground mm. whereas the food truck it's like oh shit we've run out of supply shit that's it we're done for the diet sorry yep. guys see ya um but it, it, we'll see it, it's it's still very new in that sense don't you think like oh, it's been around yeah for probably in Australia say four or five years yeah, like there's always been food trucks, but they don't have like you know, the, the sort of the craves, yeah, the craves of like everyone going there and then obviously mixing, incorporating not just food trucks but beers and wines. So that, that that welcome to Thornbury do, yeah. Um, that kind of I think that works, yeah. And I can see. Well, do you think since the movie Chef with John Favreau and Sofia Vergara came out, you wanted me to watch that and yeah. I fell asleep, yeah. But right. I, I do actually want to watch it, yeah. It. It was a great movie about an up-and-coming chef um, who was in a restaurant working for someone else um, and then eventually started his own food truck and became quite successful. Mm-hmm. Um, Based on a true story? or I believe so. Yeah. Um, let us know at theburn.au. If, yeah, if, if, if it's on Netflix otherwise. at the moment, Chef. It is on Netflix at the moment. Definitely check it out. Um, not just for Sofia Vergara, or, uh, but... It talks about the f- like the love of food as well, and um, like he takes his son on the road trip with him and eating like a beignet in New Orleans. Like that's very like awesome, something awesome to yep. do. And, like whereas like here in Melbourne, it's it's like going to South Melbourne Market and having a a dim sim. Uh, oh, South Melbourne Market dim sims are just the best. Yeah, I actually know the. One of my f- close friends is actually her family started that. Beautiful. Yeah. Now, is would you have it steamed. steamed or fried? Yeah, good question. I'm a steamed person. Really? I love steamed dim sims. I can't eat fried. I think in terms of like that Anglo dim sim style, like you, like with your South like, Melbourne dim sims yeah. or like uh, your kilo packet or whatever it is in the yeah. in the local supermarket. Um, whether it's steamed or fried at your local tuck shop mm-hmm. or footy club or cricket club. What about you though? Steam or fried? I'm a fried person. Like, fried? Yeah. Oh, it's something I noticed that actually when we go, because it's funny, because I, I like, it was like dumplings. I yeah. prefer steamed dumplings, whereas you prefer fried. Not necessarily. Like my. I just noticed when we go out and we eat yum cha. My go to. My go to. go to is a fried. No. <laughs> not surprisingly oh. not. Like, I'll pick a lot of fried things, but my all-time favourite yum cha dish um, is actually prawn 
ginger spring onion dumplings, um, which are actually funny enough. Fried first. Oh, there we go. Steamed <laughs> with like a ginger sauce, um, and then topped with spring onion, and it is absolutely delicious. Um, all time favorite. Um, Just note that on the record here that it was fried initially, so. Well, funny story actually. Uh, growing up, uh, when I like when we when I first started DJing, like when I was still um, like mates with yourself and not as close mates as now, um, my mates wanted to give me the DJ name as of a uh, DJ Deep Fried. Killing me, really? Yeah, legit. Yeah, legit. That's awesome. Because um, they'd all come around and I'm like, oh, do you guys want something to eat? And we'd always have like pre-rolled spring rolls in the freezer, um, or like dim, or like dim sims, or dumplings that we'd either steam or fry. I'm gonna call and, you DJ Deep Fried from now on. Uh, please not, please don't. No. The uh, KDG at the KDG, the uh, underscore KDG, please. Hashtag DJ. Hashtag. Deep um, deep but that's that's another topic uh, back yeah, in the day. <laughs> um, we did used to DJ together as well. Um, but yeah, man, like it's it's all like there's different things happening around. Yeah. There's so much food. There's so much wine. Like, would you have to have a certain wine with a certain food? Like, or would you just oh, always? Like, yeah? yeah, like you know, have if I'm having a seafood meal, yeah. Whether it's fresh or you know, like a, or like a spaghetti marinara, yeah. If I'm gonna have a wine, it'll be a white wine. Yep. So maybe like a sablong. Yep. Uh, mainly from New Zealand because I can't really think of many other sort of sablongs in there, like in Melbourne or Australia right now that are nice. Yeah. But my go-to red wine um, with with meal is is a Shiraz. Okay. Yep. Well, any particular like winery or... Uh, I like Pepper Jack Shiraz. Yep. Yeah. To South Australia. South Australia. Um, yep. Great red wines, great Shiraz from South yeah. Australia. Like, that's probably my go-to. Like, obviously, if there was a red wine Shiraz, if I could afford it, like, regularly to purchase it, it would be Penfolds. Yep. Again, from South Australia. Um, but, like, in Melbourne, we've got, like, there's a, you know, with the Port Phillip, the Pinot Noir there. Yes. We've got is... Delicious, and you actually bought that over. Yes, because I bought you a bottle a couple of years ago, and yeah. we had it for, oh. for dinner one night, and it was delicious. And I bought it for your birthday again, and we didn't drink it, which I'm really upset about. That's right; it's still probably at home. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Like my go-to red wine would probably be Pinot Noir. Um, yep. So anything from the Mornington Peninsula. Yep. Like I said, a little biased towards Port Phillip Estate. Um, but no, they have a good wine though. They do have they do have a great product. What though. other sort of um, um, wineries around here though that you'd delve into? Because we've literally got, I think, right now in this area, what up to twenty? More, more, probably more. Um, but like I like for an affordable wine, um, Foxy Hangout. Yeah. Um, I believe that's Mornington. I could be wrong. Um, like great great wines that they're doing. Um, from the Yarra Valley, Rob Dolan, like mm-hmm. beautiful spot as well. Like had a mates wedding there as well, and that's the other thing. All these wineries are now doing weddings as well, and yep. they're becoming an event destination. So, like, 
I think you really got to have a full package now, like with these places. Like, you do. You, yeah. Otherwise, you just you, you're just gonna not say fall behind, but to generate more business. Yeah, you need to incorporate, you know, like a, a, a nice, a good chef, solid menu, and just have that sort of like that, you know, and even and then like a hotel, so like what Rare Hair and Jack Lope do. Yeah, Port Phillip has four guest bedrooms. You know what else they're doing though, which is uh, fantastic, because all the wineries now, I've, I've just one of them just started um, glamping. Yeah, glamping right. camping, and that's massive mm-hmm. and been quite popular. So I believe that can be more of a you know, people come down for the weekend. Shit, we don't have to worry about driving. Stay in a lovely tent. Yep. Enjoy yourselves. Go go to the winery, you know, sell the door, buy a few bottles of red. Yeah. Happy days. Well, I'm sure Crittenden and Believe have like a beautiful lake house as well. Um, Where? Sorry. Crittenden Estate. Okay, yeah. Pretty sure. Nice. Um, but it's, it's very much so destination eating drinking as well and there even wineries now having like a, a beer option like particularly for these events as well and like um there's that much craft beers that we were talking about as well like, mm. um there's so many and like i'm more of a see I, I i have appreciation for craft beer yeah but if i'm gonna drink like have, have a you know a, a session or go to a party or a gathering and have you know organized drinks drinks be a spirit yeah just yeah. starting to do that a bit more like i i you know you know okay if a six pack of beer i'll just stick with like the coronas or the heinekens yeah um i'm not really sort of the person that would go to a bottle shop and look at all these craft beers and i've got mates out there who love, yep. love the beers a lot more than i do i'm one of them yep and you actually are one of them and find you know be like oh i've got this from this Distillery, or no, not distillery, sorry, brewery, brewery, etc. Yep. Um, but what about you though? What's your sort of go to? Yeah, <laughs> like the IPAs are great. Yeah, Pale Ales. Um, a fun fact about the IPA do you know why it's called an Indian Pale Ale? I'm gonna let you tell me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the, the English to get it over to India, they needed to add more hops to it yep. as an uh antibacterial agent and as well as a preservative um to last the journey like from england to india via boat by boat yeah um in turn that created a much stronger taste um a lot a bit a little bit more bitterness to to it so you see a lot of the ipas have a lot of a high ibu number uh which is the international bitterness unit uh, for mm-hmm. our players at home, yeah, <laughs> um, and it's also higher content in alcohol. Like so, usually roughly anywhere between five and a half, six to seven, eight percent. So, gotcha. Okay. Um, and that fun is, fact. That is yeah, interesting because I, 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 what would is your your favorite beer though? Indian Pale. No, no, my favorite. Um, it's, I'm, I'm more. If I had to pick, okay. See, I'm one of those ones where uh, it's it's in that moment. I love all types of beer. Yep. Um, so like this weekend, like we were on the on the lagers. So this, I love the um, St Andrews uh, lager there. Uh, it was beautiful, nice, clean, crisp, easy drinking, um, and refreshing. Uh, but there'll be times where like 
say I do go to a bottle shop, yeah, or I'll see, oh, this is like a one-off. Like I'll grab that, and it's a um, Quiet Deeds Lamington Ale. Uh, oh, Quiet Deeds. Yeah, or like this. Um, they're from they're from Victoria. Yep, yeah. from Victoria. Um, or like to our um, our friends up north in Byron Bay, uh, Stone Woods Tenth Anniversary Stout. Talk which was it was delicious uh came out last year because stout's quite a heavy beer yeah it's <laughs> had hints of chocolate and hazelnut and caramel it was amazing and had it at the royston yep a beautiful pub which another one of our friends uh runs mm-hmm. um which has all independent craft beers um so yeah the selection there's quite nice the yeah royston. And we, in our planning for this, mate, you asked me like, "Oh, how does it? How's the beers like? Like rank and what? What's the what's the lightest? What's the heaviest? Yep. Like, it's not so much in that sense. It's more like different methods to create the different beers. beers so, yeah. like your lagers um, actually use cold filtration. Mm-hmm. So, oh, sorry." Filtration, fermentation. I'm going to get a kick up the butt from my beer friends here. <laughs> um, so uh, that's why it's best served cold for your lagers, your pilsners, um, and all that type. Whereas, like your ales are um, a brewed, like were traditionally brewed out in the open to get the natural yeast uh, to. Um, create the alcohol mm-hmm. um, so it's in the roasting process where you get the different types of ale so if you want like a tropical ale you lightly roast the hops and the um, sorry not the hops the wheat the wheat yeah the wheat and the grain the hops are what give it the flavor and the aroma mm-hmm. um, so if you want more of like a like a stout or a brown ale, you like you get it to that brown, nutty sort of stage where the grains are. Um, it, yeah, the grains are what, more like burnt. Is that it not burnt, but like caramelized is probably the word I'd say. Okay. Um, so similar to coffee, essentially, like where they roast. Some would roast it to the first crack, meaning like the mm-hmm. first sound. Yep. And it would still be like a light brown color. Yeah. Whereas others would prefer to have it up until the second or third crack, and it gets to like a, a like a dark chocolate sort of car. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all it's a very when you actually go into it, it's very technical uh, and really cool. So we were actually going to be probably doing a post about the yeah, the, the process of that. Yeah, um, and that will go up on our Instagram account. Definitely. In the following weeks. Definitely, definitely, mm. um, and that's definitely one thing that we're going to do along the way with our. YouTube yep. as well as we're going to be interviewing uh, a few more people and doing it on video and checking out places like these distilleries and uh, restaurants, food trucks, breweries. That, that is the bird. That is what we're about. That is what we're about. Um, so check us out on YouTube at theburn.au as well, I believe. Oh, have you got it now? Yeah, we've, oh, we've got it, mate. Up and running. Happy days. So that just about brings us to an end of another episode, mate. Mate, number four, how good. Yeah, mate. Uh, so we thought 
to finish off, we'd, we'd uh, suggest um, some places that you guys, the Burn Nation, our listeners, to check out. So, uh, Steve, what, what's a, your, a brewery, a distillery, a winery, and a restaurant that uh, the folks should go check out? All right, so brewery, I'd say uh, Moondog. Yep, in brewery, Abbotsford. In Abbotsford, yep. yep. Beautiful. On Park Street from memory. Think so? Yep. yep. Um, what was the next one? So the Dis- distillery. Yep. Check out Starwood in Port Melbourne. Beautiful. Yep. Nice, nice uh, whiskey. Nice whiskey, yep. Distillery there. A restaurant. Um, this is one that I was picking my brain at, and you actually mentioned it for me, funnily enough, and I literally was at that moment thinking that that's this restaurant, but Penang Coffee House in Hawthorne. Yep, on Burwood Road. On Burwood Road. The Curry Luxor there is amazing. Um, I've eaten many curry luxes and nothing beats it. Yeah, we became quite regulars there when we were working in the area. Yeah. Um, and now since living in the area, we've hardly been, we've hardly gone there. So we've gone there this afternoon. Yeah, definitely. Uh, winery? Winery, yeah. And that's another one I was thinking about. Um, winery to Baudley. Yeah, in the Yarra Valley. In the Yarra Valley. Beautiful, yeah. mate. What about you, mate? Uh, for wineries, I'd have to say definitely go check out Port Phillip Estate over here in the Mornington Peninsula. Um, and Rob Dolan, if you're heading to the Yarra Valley. Yep. Uh, my distillery that you guys should go check out would be Four Pillars in Hillsville. Um, the brewery yeah. yep. um, that you guys should go check out would be um, stomping ground mm-hmm. I'd highly recommend that you do the brewery tour there yep um, we definitely need to check that out again yep and restaurant for me I think you guys should check out um, would have to be probably Coda um, just the corner of Flinders Lane um, it's beautiful restaurant modern yeah. Uh, Asian influences Um, so that's probably my picks mate awesome well we're probably gonna have a few more of these sort of topics coming up over the next coming weeks definitely well you'll see us post more stuff on Instagram and hopefully with YouTube as well Um, so definitely check us out Um, but yeah mate that's another end of another episode fantastic thanks for listening guys Uh, so check us out in two weeks time for episode no not even two weeks time it'll be in a week's time with uh, episode five for uh, our footy special so exciting i can't wait oh seasons. mate it's it's back it's uh go the, pies oh mate here we go um oh mate i'm gonna keep talking about Collingwood for yeah and podcast from now on so. i will love to see it again if they get all the way to the grand final and lose again well unless they'll make a grand final in like hawthorne mate. there's no chance well we've had our time mate um we've had three straight in uh in 2013 14 15 and 2008 so and yours was last one was 2010 so oh Stick, stick it to you for now but uh, I am comfortably saying we're going to win the grand final this year you heard it here folks uh, Steve is uh, very confident very confident but <laughs> we'll soon see uh, but thanks again for joining us thank you guys uh, check us out next week for our footy special 
Um, have a great week ahead, guys. And remember, guys, to slip, slop, and slack. Otherwise, you're going to get burnt. Yasure. Yeah,